Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Jordana Guimaras, co-founder of Fashion Innovation. Jordana, thank you so much for being in the show. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. And um, Fashion Innovation, by the way, is the, the, the greatest global platform showcasing, like, showcasing innovations via ways of technology and shaping the fashion industry. So a big proportion of our uh, listeners, Jordana, I just want to let you know, is in sales and marketing. And you have okay. extensive experience in this space. You're in sales and marketing and PR for over 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> That's this right. experience that you have made you, like, brought you to where you are right now and also able to establish this um, company, Fashion Innovation. But can you tell us, like, how did you start your career? Or how did you, like, make yeah, it where you so- are right now? Yeah, so the craziest thing about it, I'm going to give you a very unorthodox uh, answer, which you probably don't get often on these interviews. Um, I actually mm-hmm. never went to school for it. Um, I really went into it. Um, so going back, when I graduated high school at 18, um, I just decided to start taking pretty much any job that was available. I just wanted to get mm-hmm. experience and I wanted to see what it felt like to be around people. Um, and funny enough, it's always it was always around sales and marketing. So I was a manager at retail stores like Jacques and Cole Hahn. Um, I worked at other retail stores like Steve Madden. I was, you know, I worked at Blockbuster. I'm totally aging myself now, but I mean, it was still open when I was 18. I'm 43 mm. today. So I was all, I were, I was a teller at a bank. Um, so I had so many jobs. I was a real estate agent. So throughout all of these jobs and all of this within a span of like four years, I realized that every position that I held and every job that I got to have that experience under my belt, the biggest thing that I would get complimented on by my manager and by the Mm -hmm. clients was like, oh my gosh, you're so good with people. Oh my gosh, like, you know, people are just like, every time they come in, they ask to work with you. They only want to work with you. And I started seeing a pattern in this. And then one day I woke up and I was like, you know, what is the job out there where I could just work with people, communicate, sell, and just do that pretty much day in and day out. So I went to Barnes & Noble. I bought a book which has like every career that you could imagine. And I came across public relations. And when I read about public relations, I was like, wow. I was like, I think this is what I want to do. Mind you, I never went to school. I didn't have any education behind me, but I said, I'm going to look for a job in PR and see what happens. So I went on Craigslist, which again, aging myself, but back in the day was really reputable. And when I went on Craigslist, I found a position to be the PR director for all of these really big brands like Nina Ricci, Porsche Design. They wanted a college degree. They wanted experience. I had none of it, but I still chose to apply. I said, maybe, who knows, maybe... I could just write to him that I'm very passionate and he'll give me the job. And I did exactly that directly to uh-huh. the president of the company. And he gave me the job, which is was it's crazy to think like how things worked out. Because normally, if you apply to something and you have no qualifications, you'd never hear back. But in this case, he wrote me. And after meeting with him, he gave me the job. I actually worked for free. He said, I'm going to give you the job. I'm not going to pay you. You show me you could do the work. And if you can, I'll give you the job. So I took it. I worked for free for three months. And somehow, again, I go to the somehow, 
I got them incredible results. But again, I feel like it was because of my communication and just my love for people. That's really why I got such great results. And then they ended up offering to pay me for the job because I was doing a good job at, you know, what I was supposed to do. And in that moment, as soon as he offered to start paying me, I actually decided in that moment, hey, if I can do this for him, why not open my own business? So I literally just said, no, thank you very much. And I started my own business, like with nothing, like, and I just went for it. And for 15 plus years, I ran a, so I was a solopreneur. I ran a PR company. I traveled around the world. I lived the life that I wanted to live. I never opened it into like a big company. It was always just me and a few people, but I did what I loved for that amount of time. And then fast forward, it led me to opening Fashion Innovation a few years later after I closed out what I was doing with the PR work and here I am. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very <laughs> long-winded story, but at the same time, it just shows that when you know how to communicate with people efficiently and properly, anything is possible. I'm a huge believer of that. Even me, I'm a hundred percent believer on that one. Like majority of like um, your success, like 80% probably, I'm not sure about Eurasia, but I think like 80% of the success that you have in your business is like about how to deal with people. And this comes to you like naturally. It really becomes like your second sense. Yeah, it is. It's something I think, you know, a lot of times we put too much thoughts into like, you know, how do I approach this person? What do I say? Like, how do I say it? And honestly, like, if you just speak to someone like you would like to be spoken to, if you just, I mean, just think about them as like any other human being, no matter if it's a CEO of a company, it doesn't matter who it is, right? We're all people at the end of the day. And when you speak to someone, if you're going to them with a message that, you know, has purpose and you know that it can help them in some way, and you're not just talking to someone who has nothing to do with what it is that you're trying to sell, but rather someone that can use what you're selling. Like if you just speak with them in a really open and honest way from like human being to human being, it's as simple as that, honestly. Um, You know, I think, yeah, sometimes people put too much thought into it, honestly. And I think it's just very simple. A lot of what we think about too much can be really simplified and then it can get great results at the end. I totally agree with that. A hundred percent. And what's fascinating is that um, the more I like an interview, like more experienced personalities, more experienced individual, it's just amazing how simple their answer are. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's, 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 it's just that fascinating to me. So you just need to like uh, stick to it. Like, like, let's say like have faith in yourself, believe in yourself. Um, actually, one of the things that I'm like really um, interested about interesting about you is that you know the saying that that says like you cannot pour from an empty cup so yeah when you when you provided an answer to me with my question like I can feel like the sincerity and like the abundance of where you're coming from so actually that's my question I'm not sure it's kind of vague question but what makes you feel this like abundance where is this like energy and drive that's coming from that's a good question (laughs) Um, so I have to say, I'm very, this is, I mean, this answer is not going to maybe, cause the thing is, 
we all internally, right? No, the thing is, like, I'm trying to, <laughs> so I'm very spiritual, but I'm trying to take it more because I know not everyone is and not everyone believes, mm. like, you know, in terms of, like, I agree. us, come, you know, but I feel like we all have, we're all born, right? And I mean, okay, this answer is not going to please everyone again, because depending on how you, what you believe, but like, I believe that we're all born, like, intuitively, like, knowing who we are. Um, and I say that because I even see like, you know, I have a five and a six year old daughter, both girls. Um, and my five year olds, she's so in tune with who she is. And who she is, is so different than me or anyone in my family. So this is why I believe so much because obviously I'm raising her, but she has her own ways and her own personality, which definitely doesn't come from the way that I raised her. Mm. Um, so I think we're all born with like, you know, who we are. And I think some of us are better at understanding what it is to kind of listen to your intuition or listen to yourself. Like some people are like, how do you do that? And there's no magic, right, to it. It's just it's just like anything, right? You wake up in the morning and some of us are like, I want to have coffee today for breakfast. Some of us are like, I want to have water. I'm not in the mood for coffee. Like just something as simple as that. You're mm -hmm. listening to what you want. I think like intuitively in me, I've always known that I want to be a part of what is a change in the world for the better. Now, obviously, I don't think I can change the world by myself. I don't think anyone can. But I do believe that I'm here for that purpose. Like, I believe that I can bring good to people just because I see good in everyone, right? So I think because part of being a communicator, part of like, you know, being someone that's building communities, part of all of that, I think you have to be someone that believes in people and that believes in impact with people. So with that being said, I honestly just think it comes from that. I just think it comes from me having this like inner feeling within myself mm. that like I believe that all of us together can change the world for the better and believing that it makes me have this abundance in the way that I speak and make things so simple because again I do believe it's simple right I do think that we're a lot more powerful than we believe we are as people it's fact right so that's just the way that I am. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question because that's a very deep question. But <laughs> I just think it's, it's just about, you know, knowing who you are, stepping into who you're supposed to be and living that every day to your best potential. I honestly think that's what that's what the secret is, if that makes sense. Totally. Uh, <laughs> and I totally agree with that one. I, I'm like also fascinated in how you can like just speak things into existence or like do things by just believing yeah. on it even if you're not like yeah. really capable or like yeah like, your flesh is not strong enough but as long as you believe on things believe on it like have faith i don't know it, it sounds right now it sounds that the podcast right now sounds like more spiritual but yeah majority of like a lot of like majority of the the business owners like in in high positions the successful individuals that i spoke with or interviewing the show they have like they believe on something yeah. they have they have faith um not just believe in their self but they believe that um something's like greater than them greater than themselves yeah. and mm -hmm. they're they're acting on it that's just one of the things so when you say it's like kind of vague or yeah, like not a direct answer but it, it's it it answers the the, the question that i ask you so okay, it's just uh, amazing it's just amazing and aside from this um area of your um area of your um personality 
would like to ask more about your um your your business. So yeah, I know everyone has challenges. Everyone has this um obstacles that they need to go through. But Adriana, what's your greatest challenge um in this business that you you've established, and how did you overcome that? So there's a few. Let me see. The biggest one. I would say the greatest challenge um, is. There must be a lot, a lot. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, but you know, challenges are good because they make you like think, like you know, okay. wider, and then more opportunities come, right? With that, um, but I feel like the the two biggest challenges. One, you know, my the industry that I'm in is probably one of like the most complicated industries, like. It's an industry that's not very open to change, and what we're trying to do is change it. <laughs> so, so with that being said, it's like a constant. It's like people are on board with it. Like obviously, you know, we've done a lot, and we have a huge community that we build with people that are on board. You know, with this change that we're trying to bring to the industry, but at the same time, um, because we need like mat, we need the masses in the industry to change. Like we need everyone to change in order to be more sustainable as an industry, in order to adopt technology and the supply chain and all of the things that we're trying to do. Um, it's tough because even though you have, you know, a, a big community, it takes a lot more people to come on board for the change to really happen and be sustainable. Um, so with that being said, I would say that's one. And then I would say the second one, because a lot of what we do is impact driven. So we're a for-profit company, but we're also an impact-driven company. Mm. So the hardest thing is when you're trying to portray this out to the public and you want to help everyone, and sometimes those that you want to help, you know, sometimes they don't have the budget to be a part of something that they need in terms of what you're doing. And it's trying to figure out, how do I help these companies that don't have the budget in order to pay us whatever that fee is? But at the same mm. time, it's like you want to help them, but you also need to be paid. Otherwise, we can't continue to exist as a company. So I think that's a big challenge for me because, again, it goes back to me like wanting to help everyone. Like I always tell my husband, who's my partner, I wish I just had like trillions of dollars that I could just wake up and just give and help all day long and not worry about what's coming in financially. Mm. That would be my dream. Um, but it's not reality. So I think those would be the two biggest challenges is being in an industry that's not like they're not open to so, so much change and and you want to change it because you need to change it. And the second thing would definitely be, you know, how do we continue to be impact driven and help mm. those that sometimes don't have the budget um, to work with us and us needing that budget to continue on as a company. So, yeah, those are the two biggest challenges. I, I totally agree with that one as well. And I'm um, talking about like um, changes, especially in, in the media landscape. So things are like um, constantly changing. So how do you keep up with this uh, latest trends in, in development? So, yeah, so there's a lot, of, right? So, I mean, you're talking about media changes, yeah? Like mm -hmm. the way that the media, so the media industry, um, I mean, when I did PR, you know, back 20 years ago, when I started in the PR fields, um, it was so different, like so different. Like you would literally have editorial calendars. You would call mm. someone in the editorial department with a pitch. They would like it and they would feature and done. 
Like there was no advertorial as much. There was no like, you know, what can you pay me for me to talk about you? There was no like every media outlet, like being now like, you know, an event company doing events, like all of those things were not in existence. Mm. And I think it made it a lot easier, like for people to be featured in places, right? So I think like, and what, you know, every brand now in a way is its own media platform, which is another thing that's very different that didn't exist so much back in the day. So I think it's like, in order for us, you know, we're, we're not a media, I never say we're media because we're, you know, that's not what we want to be, but we do have media platform components mm-hmm. to what we do. Um, so with that being said, it's like we want to stay true to what we've built and who we are without always changing to keep up with trend. But at the mm-hmm. same time, we just make sure that we're in the know of the changes that are happening so that we can adapt into those changes so that we don't get left behind. So I think it's really important, like for people that are listening, you know, like there's a lot of people that are just like new trend, follow new trend, do it. But then you start to lose your own identity. So it's important to like adopt the changes, like in a certain way where you continue to remain like who you are and what you set out to be in terms of being an owner of a company or a founder, but at the same time, not being blind to it. So that's what we try to do. If that makes sense. Totally, totally, yes. Um, and aside from that, is there like any uh, specific tools uh, and tactics that have been like particularly effective uh, in, in growing your business? Yeah. If so we. There is that you can share. Yeah. So I would say like keeping a really good CRM. Um, you know, we we work a lot with uh, CRM, RD Station, like you know, um, just different platforms just making sure that like anyone whoever interacts with your company make sure you have the right platforms and processes in place Mm -hmm. that you can like make sure you have every single person's data that even if they one time go into your website find and there are many platforms for that but like a way to really figure out who that is and make sure that they're inserted into a platform where you keep everyone's contact because contact right that's gold for businesses um so that's one. The other thing that we've done a lot, which is something that I'm always thinking about, like creating a course around it, because I think a lot of people when they found out when they find out about this, they're like, how, what, what do you do? Mm-hmm. So every single contact that we have today, every, most like 95% of our speakers from like a Kenneth Cole to a United Nations to like anyone we've ever worked with, cold email. Every single person that's part of the fashion innovation ecosystem today was a cold email out to that person to get them into what it is that we're doing. Mm. Cold emails all the time. And many people are like, do cold emails work? If they didn't, we wouldn't be in business. So I think it's like finding the art of the cold email um, and using LinkedIn, like, you know, for contacts and to reach out to people that I think it's like, it's not so much like what to use, but it's how to use it. It's like a lot of people, you know, when you're reaching out to a company that you want to work with, I know that the right way to do it, quote unquote, is like to reach out to their assistant if it's someone big or like their team. But in reality, that's not the right way to go. You reach out directly to who it is that you want at the end of the day within that process. So for example, 
if I want to speak to Steve Madden, I reach out to Steve Madden. I don't reach out to his team. I don't reach out to his assistant. I don't reach out to his CEO. I reach out to him directly. Why? Most people are like, does that work? It works because we've done it and we're proof Mm. of it. But the reason why you reach out to the person directly is because the founder of any company is the person usually that has the vision. They started the company, right? And the person that has the vision, they're old, like when they see someone reach out to them directly, which doesn't happen often, they're curious. They'll read the email. And even if they don't respond the first, second, or third time, eventually they'll respond. That's another thing is being consistent with that message to that person um, because they see like founders admire persistence. They admire people that, you know, are not going to stop at just one no. Mm-hmm. So because they've been there, right? So it really works. It's like proof in the pudding is what we've done with fashion innovation, but it works. And I think it's something that's very like, it's it's overlooked a lot of times and it's something that more people should do. A hundred percent. CRM, doing outreach. And um, especially with doing outreach, as you said, um, there will be uh, people love like, like leaders love like persistent people. And doing outreach, like cold email and from... From a marketing um, agency perspective, cold email cold email works definitely. It does, and, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent, and even like reaching out through LinkedIn or even like doing cold calling, but there are rejection. There are like high rate of rejection if you're doing a these outreach, but it's not easy. That's one of the thing, but it pays off, especially if you know like the value that you provide will definitely help that company. It will um it will like a payoff. So. That will be helpful, especially yeah. with um, one of the things, the CRM that you said, it's also pretty important because like decisions right now are driven by data. And that's what you yeah. like uh, put into CRM. So as, as long as you get like accurate, uh, specific um, information that you put in CRM, um, it will like sustain your like for, for the growth for long term. Yeah, so, I would also say two more things about the emails, like. Obviously, you have to do it a few times sometimes to get the replies that you want to get. But another thing that I would say to that is two things. One, don't overthink. Sorry about that. Don't overthink the email to where you feel like you have to write everything that you want to tell that person in the email. So first, first thing is like keep it very short and concise, like very short to that, like a paragraph, maybe even less if you can. Uh, the second thing is like, Dear Mr. Madden, it's not going to work because like they, it's already way like too. it's like when you speak to someone, like treat them, like if you're a founder or if you're someone that like wants them to treat you on the same level as they are, just Mm -hmm. say, hi, Steve, you don't need the formality of it all. Just like straight to the point, say hi, first person's name, treat them as a friend from the get go, Um, make it super short and concise. And I will tell you, some people, like, I've been in situations where I've emailed someone 10 to 15 times to get a reply. I will tell you, they finally do reply. And every time they say, I appreciate the persistence. Like, I've gotten about 12 of your emails now. I feel like what you have to say is important. And a lot of, like, I get called a lot of times pleasantly aggressive. And they tell me, if you were to push maybe one or two more times, I would be like, leave me alone. They'll never call me again. But <laughs> you stop right in the moment where I'm still willing to have a conversation. So those are just like some key things that I've done that has worked really well. And I'm just, yeah, sharing those extra points. Because I think, again, 
It's about don't overthink it. You know, treat it like you would something that you would want the same done to you. Um, and just also come in with something that not only do you want value given to what it is that you're selling or what you're communicating, but make sure that you let them know where it's giving them value. Like, all, you know what I mean? Always kind of push it that way instead of saying, I'd like for you to do this because it will help me. Now, obviously, like, you know, mm. what are you doing that's giving them value? So just a few things that, you know, yeah. You're focusing on like providing value, value. Exactly. And that's exactly. what like grows the business. And in your opinion, uh, Jordana, what is your like secret in growing and scaling your business? Because um, again, the podcast is how to scale a business. So yeah. I know the answer. It's already in the things that you've said. But um, let's just delve yeah. in like, a little bit deeper on it. What's the secret yeah. in growing and scaling a business? I would say the first thing, like a lot of people come out with a business idea and they already want to just start to like profit and scale right away the secret is like walk before you run um and what i mean by that is like first focus on building a brand by that i mean focus on building a community around a brand people that are gonna be like you know like ride or die for whatever it is that you're doing once you have the community, like make sure that you position yourself in whatever industry market you're in. So like positioning of your company, community building, brand reputation. If you focus, and of course it's not easy to do because you have to bring money. Once you build like community brand and positioning in the market for reputation, it's very easy to then grow and scale your company because by knowing how you're positioned in the market, by knowing how your brand is perceived in the industry that you're in through the, you know, positioning yourself in the market through media and things that you do. And also by knowing who your community is, who stands behind what it is that you're doing. Once you know that, outside of the fact that it's super important for you to start making money because people need to see that you're credible, mm -hmm. but once you have that like research, let's call it, then you're able to not only, you're not building the product to then find a person who wants it. You know exactly who your community is, so you know what they need in order to then create the products that will sell. And when you reverse it like that, anything that you launch knowing those the like, key components of your business it's gold. You know what I mean? So mm, that's what I would agree. say. Agree. 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 And, and you're saying gold you're saying and what gold, you're providing what you're to providing us, to like based in your, your um, experience, experience. Jordana, Jordana, it's super insightful and we can consider it as a liquid gold. So if anybody so if wants anybody, to connect with you or anyone thinking about working with you or partnering with you, what is the, the best way to do that? So again, goes back to my love of people. Like I... I'm someone that so many times people are like, can I connect you to so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, even if I have no idea what that person is going to be, you know, for me in like my personal business, whatever, like if it's someone that wants to say hi and connect, I'm always down um, because I just love meeting people and you never know mm -hmm. where life, you know, will guide us and what happens in the future. So um, with that being said, our website is fashinnovation.nyc, so F-A-S-H, innovation, fully spelled out, .nyc. Mm. Same thing goes for social media, so Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. is fashinnovation.nyc for everything throughout. Um, my personal LinkedIn, like, I'm 
I literally accept everybody um, again, because I, you know, if somebody's connecting with me, there's a reason, even if they're trying to sell me something, I want to hear about it because you never know. Sometimes it could be something that I need, like, cause mm. you know, same thing, everything we spoke about today. Um, and yeah, I just like, I, I would say LinkedIn for me, if you want to reach out to me personally is the best. Um, and then, yeah, I'm excited, excited to, connect with people and again it, it takes a village right to mm. create impact and i think any business successful today no matter the industry you're in has to be impact driven um in some way shape or form um in order for it to succeed because the world needs more of that in every angle right so um yeah that's it and i also think that the world needs more of you so again, um, Jordana, uh, you're coming from a place of abundance. I, I can really feel the sincerity with these um, value that you provided to us. So we just received a pour of liquid gold from your end. So it's pretty amazing. So guys, uh, if if you if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or a review on where you get the podcast. So if there is someone uh, in the midst of growing their business or thinking about like starting a business, send this episode to them. And then take one thing that you learned today and go out and implement and execute and let us know how it goes. We want to hear about your wins. And above all, thanks for being with us today for our listeners. And Jordana, it's our honor to have you in our show. Thank you so much, you know, this was so amazing and I love having these conversations and thank you for the work that you're doing through your podcast. I'm sure you're impacting so many entrepreneurs and people that are looking to start their business. So congratulations. Mm. Appreciate. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you so much. And everyone, see you in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you.